Are you looking for a podcast host? Do you have questions about photography? Can't decide on which email marketing tool to use? Do you want to lose weight? Well, you can probably tell we are going to cover a lot today. Welcome to Blair Radio, where every brand can be heard. Now, the voice behind the mic, James Shannon. This is episode 13 of Blair Radio, Start Your Business and Be Heard. This is going to be amazing. There's so much content and value that's shared in this episode that I really could have split it into two different parts. You're going to learn about email marketing, losing weight, a simple way to get your podcast started, and a lot, lot more. Today's guest could have been a brain surgeon, but instead he found a different path. A path that began with him taking a picture of a table and a chair. I'm happy to be speaking to a man that wears many hats. Today's guest has done it all. He is a photographer. He's a web developer. He's a fitness guru. He is a lifestyle entrepreneur. He is Mark Kumar from markkumar.com. Welcome, Mark. Thank you so much, James, for having me on, my sh- on your show. It truly is a pleasure, and I look forward to having this exciting, exciting conversation with you and trying to help your audience out at the best way I know how. That's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to have you, and that's the kind of energy that I love to hear. Before we get into um, helping out the audience today, I want to know, where did you grow up? What did you want to be when you were growing up? Oh, that's a very interesting question. Actually, I've never been asked that before. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so glad you asked that. So when I was growing up, going to college, my dad, coming from the Indian background, he wanted me to become a brain surgeon when I was going to college. And then that's the path that I went on for about a year and a half until I realized I no longer want it. And my dad is like, okay, if you don't want that, then you got to pay for your college on your own. So Little and behold, I pay for my own college, and then I'm not a brain surgeon anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is awesome. Well, now you're a lifestyle entrepreneur. Can you explain what a lifestyle entrepreneur is? Basically, in the very shortest way that I can explain to so people understand rather than going to this technical definition, lifestyle entrepreneur is somebody who is truly passionate about a thing. And then he turns around, teaches other people or help other people better their life in terms of whether it'll be a fitness, whether it'll be education, whether it'll be anything. But you are using something you're passionate about and that is part of your lifestyle. So you use that and then help other people. So the reason why it's, I think is the most important way to do it is because when you do it this way, your personal life and your business life life are in tune. That way you never have to go through this process of work-life balance because what you do in your personal life transition into your business life. And what you do in your business life transition into your work life. So it becomes seamless and very, very rewarding, especially when the people tell you, like, oh my God, you definitely helped me achieve my goals, whether it be a coaching, whether it be a fitness, whether it be a business or whatever the case is. I, I love that. I, I couldn't even imagine a better answer. That is the reason why, or at least that's why I hope a lot of us do what we do to, to help others. So I know that you're on business number four, but I want to talk about the first one, the, the photography company. Right. So that was an interesting way, actually, the, how I got into it. Like one Christmas, I got a camera, a present for a Christmas camera and then i got it just like any other guy so did you get an electronic device you want to play with it like it's like you know kid in a candy store i was taking pictures like left or right and my first models were my chair and my table and the sofa (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what i was shooting and trying to get the hang of the camera and then a couple of weeks later i moved on to the you know human beings so that was interesting and then moved on and then i started taking pictures of our regular family members and all that stuff and then 
people who I took pictures of and I showed them and they were truly impressed with the quality of pictures that I was showing them. And then the word got out within the family member to one of their friends. And then one of the friends reached out to me saying, hey, we're having this event. Would you mind coming taking the pictures? I'm like, sure, no problem. So in my back of my mind, I'm thinking, I'm just going to go there and take pictures and that's that. And then somewhere along the conversation, when I was talking to this person on the phone, they're like, hey, we'll pay you. I'm like, what? What? We're going to pay me? Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm like, okay, I'm all for this. And because the reason why I felt that way, because I wasn't even thinking about getting paid. I'm just like, I'm enjoying this. And right. that's that. And then turn around, they pay me. And that was like a cherry on the top, you know? And it wasn't a lot of money at the time. It was like $50 or something, but that was not my main goal. The point was like, I'm enjoying this thing and I can do this like for free, which I have done it. And then turn around somebody else like, Hey, I'm going to pay you for this. And I was like, okay, I'm onto something. I'm going to, I'm going to figure this right. thing out. And then I turn around, build my skills and learn about posing, lighting and all that stuff. And then I became a portrait photographer and then moved on to the wedding photography business and then models and fashion shoot. And then I was doing all of that. And then other photographers who were in a local area were finding out about like, Hey, this guy does this and he's really good at it. The quality of the work. And on top of everything else, he's super nice. When he goes to shoot people and people actually have fun. It's not like, you know, some of the photographers like, Hey, go sit there and then pose and click next. No, you know, whatever. He doesn't do that. He actually talks to people like they're human beings. So those photographers reached out to me. He's like, Hey, do you mind showing me a few things? I'm like, sure, man, come on on, whatever. And before you know, I start with one photographer, two photographer. And then I was at a point where I was actually having this live workshops where photographers came to me and I charged them for it, which was like a mind blowing thing. And this has all happened in the course of six months of me starting it, Wow! which is like, wow. At the time, I, I'm like, this is unreal. I'm like, I'm somebody who doesn't know anything. Literally at that time, I didn't even have a business, meaning that was just something that I was doing as a side hustle. Right. And then like these people who are coming to my workshop, they have been photographing for 10 plus year. Like, what can you possibly see that I'm doing that you don't know? Like what? That was mind blowing. But they felt like that I was teaching something. And then in my workshop, I had other models that were come in. So that way they, when photographers were there, the pictures, they can use those photographs for their own portfolios of like, that's a workshop for them and the models got a photographs from the photographer. So it was like a networking thing, model photographer business. So that was a lot of fun. And then I decided at that time, like I'm really, really onto something. Not only are I able to take photographs and charge people, but I'm also helping other photographers who wants to learn from me. So at that time, I'm like, I'm going to make this a true business. That's when I started to Think about having a website where people can look at my stuff in my online portfolio and so on and so forth. And I'm doing all this without any website, mind you. I like no clue. So I have no clue what I'm doing. But people actually are thinking that I know what I'm doing. I'm like, I have no idea. I'm just going with whatever comes my way. And then, you know, that's that. Then I got my own website. And when I was doing the whole website thing, I didn't know how to build a website. I didn't know how do you go about getting a domain name. I mean, think about it. Most people nowadays may have an idea, but I had no idea. Like, how do you go about getting a domain name? How do you go about going and getting a hosting? And I didn't even know what companies out there that were offering all these things. I'm like, wow. So it was like a really, really eye-opening experience. And then... I decided that like, hey, if I can figure out how to take pictures, I can definitely figure out how to create a website. And then spend about two weeks, and then after two weeks, I learned basic HTML, basic JavaScript, and CSS, and so forth. And then two weeks later, I had on my first web page, which says, hello world wonderful thing <laughs> i mean it's not nothing excited about it but i thought at the time like oh my god i know how to do this thing and then i try to do the whole uh, adding the pictures in there and stuff like that but it didn't work out for the long run because i wanted to add more pictures but 
the way about I was going about doing it, which was all manual, then I was like, this is not going to work out. So I went into the WordPress platform, which those of you who may not know, it's a free platform. You can go in there. Once you get a domain hosting and all that stuff, you could just use it. It's very, very basic. It's like if you could use Microsoft Word, you could use WordPress and have a professional looking website. Right. So that's what I did to get my first website. I always say that it's really great when you can get paid to do what you love. Mm-hmm. You can get paid to do something that you're going to do anyway. So because when I started out, I was making logos and like, oh, I was doing it for fun. And people would start throwing money at me and like, wow, I can create a business out of this. Exactly. So I think that that is awesome. I was doing a portrait, weddings, and fashion shows. And we had no website. So everything was pretty much just word of mouth. Pretty right? much no like I had no network, no marketing plan, no nothing, like at all. all right, so and then you figured out, you know, that um, you needed a website. You put your own website, and then that led you to your second business, right? Yes, that was the website business, which I went on a little further because at the time I was getting into building a website, and I was getting curious about how things were in the whole web development world because it was like fascinating stuff. And then I was like, okay, let me play with this and play with this. I create a couple of applications just for our own. And then I showed my website when it was actually live. It was like three months after when I started playing around with it. I showed a couple of other people. They were like, oh my God, this is pretty professional looking. I'm like, thank you. That was really hard work. And it took three months. And I told people like it took three months and it was a long time. And most people are like, three months, that's not a long time if you don't know what you were doing. And that was back in the days, like almost 10 years ago. And then they saw the potential, like, hey, if this guy can build a website in three months and now he knows how to do it, then a couple of businesses, he reached out to me, he's like, hey, can you build that website? I was like, sure. And then back to the whole thing, I'm thinking they want me to build it for free because I don't have an experience. Like, oh, we'll pay you like $500 for the whole website, which is like five, 10 pages or whatever, and blog and stuff. I'm like, shoot, I will do that day in and day out. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, that went into another prop, a stepping uh, ladder, if you want to call it that, that I was helping other businesses create a basic website. I'm charging like, pennies literally compared to what other competitor was charging like five to six hundred dollars and went up to like thousand dollars or so on and so forth and then i went into furthering that then i was like okay i'm creating a website this is nice but let's see if i can push this a little further let's see what else i can do and i went on and then started networking with other people and then tell me hey i'll do a website i'll customize a platform uh whether it be team wordpress team because i'll learn how to do that and plug in so on and so forth if you need anything customizable any kind of web development let me know and then people start like hey can you build me this chrome extension i'll build a chrome extension can you build this pl- custom plugin build a custom plugin can you build my theme build a theme can you create a completely customizable website sure and they're like oh i'm gonna pay you two thousand dollars or something for a completely customizable uh website did that and then next thing you know i'm wor- working my way up and then i got to the point where i was I worked on this one project, which is like the highlight of my web development career. One of them where I created a web application, which saved the company $7.8 million for the course of nine months. And that company is like giant food shop and stop in China, Maryland. And that was pretty freaking huge. Like, wow. wow. I mean, like, wow, that was mind blowing. And they were truly appreciative of it. Like, wow, you really saved us that much money. Then I went on to another phase where I was using still WordPress, but the challenge, if anybody who has used WordPress, every time they come out with another update, it messes up your whole website. The, one of the challenges that I went on to experience is that where everything went from regular HTT to HTTP when Google's like, hey, we're only gonna perform HTTPS, everything else, the site ranking is gonna go down. And a lot of WordPress users who are using it, they went to the a lot of nightmare and headache where it would not convert. If you have to convert, you have to do a lot of different things. I'm like, I am not gonna do that because like a lot of clients that were using my platform, that Plicker platform that I introduced them, 
They're like, this is a way, way, way too much headache for us to do. We don't have the time for it. So then I went around and created my own customizable content management system similar to WordPress, which it is a lot faster, a lot powerful, and it is more flexible. And people who I show this to, they love it. Because unlike WordPress, we have to load like gazillion JavaScript, gazillion CSS files and all that stuff. It takes a long time. In my platform, it's smooth. You click and it happens. And that's NodePress, right? That, that is uh, based on NodePress. I call, if you are familiar with the Node.js platform or Mango, MongoDB, you can mm-hmm. definitely check that uh, platform out. It's called Node pressjs.com there's also a php version that i created for my own personal use because i don't want to have to deal with the wordpress anymore because (laughs) a lot of headaches and all that stuff and i'm like i'm not doing that for all my personal use i'm using that platform i have zero problem whatsoever and then also because i was in the web development industry i also created my own self uh email marketing system which does the whole automation thing and all stuff and then also my own uh, online uh, which called the online store like kajabi similar to that will we be able to find all of that on your website or is there somewhere where we can find you know um, any of the software that you built that's available to the public uh as far as the node press js that is available to anybody who wants to download it it's free of cost i just Put it out there for the Node.js community. So they can just go to nodepressjs.com and they can download it, test it out, implement it. And then everybody who has used it, they have nothing but positive things to say. As far as the other thing goes, my email marketing, that's just something in-house built for me, customized it to my liking. Gotcha. But I don't promote it because I don't, other things that other companies do, people are more flexible or use used to using that. But I have this very specific need. I want somebody to do it. And then you will know later on when we go into the interview why I did it. Because there's some things like, for example, there are plenty of uh, email marketing software out there. Like you got the Infusionsoft, you got the Aweber, you got the MailChimp. And all three of those, for example, do different things. Right. And then I went through all three of them and I realized like they're all missing something. So wouldn't it be kind of nice if I can just create one platform that has a combination of all three of them? Like, for example, if you are doing the whole uh, autoresponder in MailChimp, you have to go to five different screens to set up one. It is horrible, horrible. And then you have another platform called ConvertKit. That is awesome. But what they don't tell you is that behind scenes, it's costing them literally pennies to send out emails than compared to what they're charging you. And I'm not going to name any email company out there, but right. like, for example, let's say email company X charges you $29 and you can have 2000 contacts. And then they're only going to allow you to send 10,000 emails behind scenes. When I discovered that I was blown away. I'm like, Oh my God, they are legally robbing all these people who worked hard for it. It's costing them $19 per month and they, you can literally send out 100,000 email. So if you put that in hindsight and say 2,000 content, 20,000 emails, hmm, let's see, it's going to cost you $5 per month, but they're charging $20. It was mind blowing. Like I know for a fact that I use for my company, uh, my own email software company that I have, where it's just for me and a couple of people that I know like only very, very exclusive people. It costs me literally just $30 per month and I'm able to send out 100,000 emails every single month. Wow. And I don't never have to worry about it. Like, just imagine that. If other company, let's just say company X, how much money that you think they're going to charge you for sending out 100,000 emails? And we're talking... um, like 100,000 emails, could be a 50,000 contacts, whatever, and then build in automation. Can you tell me how much you think it will cost or how much they will charge you? Honestly, I'm looking at the one that I use mm-hmm. and I pay 30 bucks a month for a thousand. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's go with uh, the company X that I use. Uh-huh. 
it's it's going to be well. It's going to be in the the three digit mark, I think, to send out that many. Right, and then one of the company that I can give this name out to, who is what they call as a transactional email, they will charge you, and it's a great company. I love this company. Have been using it for a while. It's called Send Grid. It's the only one that I know that will, when you use them, it will literally take your email and make sure it get placed in the inbox as compared to a spam folder. Wow, really? It's send grade. Send grade? Send grid. S-E-N-D-G-R-I-D. Oh uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to check them out and I'll leave that in the show notes as well so people can check it out. Yeah, it's like, wow, 30 bucks, 100,000. And if you really get popular, you can send up to 1 million emails per month. And how much you think it's going to cost you if you were to do it with company X? 1 million emails every month. 1 million emails? Yes. Through your autoresponder, broadcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm going to say... Take a wild guess. A wild guess. All right. I'll say it. Just throwing it out there. $1,000. $1,000. That's what company X will charge you. With Sangria, you only pay $79 flat. For one million. One million, yes. Wow. I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> going to check. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like I. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like mind-blowing. When I discovered that, I'm like, holy cow, why would I pay somebody? And I understand some people may not be a technical. I get that. So in that, yes, in that respect, yes, use company X. So pay them $20, whatever, whatever, right? But if you have some kind of a level of expertise, you can use SendGrid and create yourself an own email marketing software that works for your specific need. However, if you don't have one, you could definitely have a programmer. Like you can go to, don't go to Fiverr because they are not as skilled creating that kind of level. Don't go to Upwork or a Odex or something like that. Hire a program, give them a specific, whatever your needs are, and they can integrate that with SendGrader or the platform, which is another one's called Mailgun. That's another one. So for me, number one is SendGrid. Number two is Mailgun. They are really good. And ConvertKick, just so people who are listening to it may not know, behind scenes, they use Mailgun to send out emails. So if you go to mailgun.com, you would know exactly how much it's costing them to send out X amount of emails. Just saying. Yeah, I'm actually on their website right now. Right. So while, while you're on there, tell me how much would it cost to like send out 10000 I think it starts with a ten or 20000 or something like that. Well, so they have their flex option, which is uh, a pay-as-you-go. Right. You get 5000 free emails per month. Right. But for their foundation option, um starts out at $35 a month for 50,000 emails. Right. And then if you go to sendgrid.com, I think their minimum is like uh, 40000 or something like that for 20 bucks, maybe. Uh, let's see. Wow, so for a hundred thousand, it's like fifteen bucks a month. Exactly, it is mind blowing. It is, and this is what I love is that we've been told all of the popular options, and that's where everybody goes because that's when they do their research. Exactly, that's what they find. But it's better to know all of your options because, for instance, if we weren't talking today, I wouldn't have known about Melgun and Singrid and. It's really good that, I mean, I think everybody should definitely know research and compare and figure out their options because otherwise you're just going to be paying 80 bucks for a couple of thousand emails a month. Exactly. All right. So um, I want to move on to, I, I was looking at this picture of you okay. and um, you, you look different. You packed on a few pounds. And so I want to know, what did you do to go from 270 pounds to, I think you said you lost 80 pounds, right? No, a lot more than that. It was like, I went a lot more than that. It was like close to like 90 plus, I think, whatever. Yeah, because at one point in time, when I was doing the whole web development, I was spending countless number of hours behind the desk. And those people who spend a lot of time behind the desk, you know how easy it is to put on a pond because you physically are not moving a lot compared to somebody who maybe have a laborious job or whatever. So I was at one point in time, 275, 270 pounds, and I was wearing a 2XL shirt and 42 size pants, which is huge for me at least, you know. And then I was like, holy cow. And what really got me thinking or got me to decide to go on a healthy path is like one time I was going up the stairs and I was literally huffing and puffing 
and I was getting out of breath. I'm like, oh my God, I need to do something because that's not the lifestyle I want to have. When I turn 50, I want to be able to still do the things that, that I enjoy or want to do or as compared to not put myself in a position where I be limiting myself to say I can't do it because I have a arthritis, I have a physical pain in my knees on my bones or whatever it is, or I am too big to fit on a plane so I can't travel from one location to another. I have to go by a car and while I'm driving, my, my elbows hurt, my bone hurt, body ache. It's like sport load of pain that associated with it. And then I went into a gym, a local gym where I live in New York, and they told me that they did the whole fitness test. They told me that if I continue on this path, I am on a borderline of becoming a diabetic because the diabetes runs in my family. And they're like, you need to change. Otherwise, your life expectancy is going to decrease every single year. I was like, holy cow. Like that was, I was blown away. I was like, no way. So at that time, I decided I need to do something because I want to, I actually enjoy life. I love life. And I want to explore everything that's out there. So like I did with my first industry, second industry, third industry. I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. So I went out there just like everybody else. I don't know anything. I'm like, I went to the gurus like, hey, tell me how to lose weight. My initial mindset was like, hey, I'll, I'm at 270 pounds. And then within six months, I will be 175 pounds. Like everybody wants it, right? Like January 1st, when it comes like, hey, I'm at 200 pounds. By January 30th, I want to be 150. Very, very unrealistic expectation. Because <laughs> I'm like, uh, I found out the hard way. You know, just like an average guy. I didn't know. I'm like, this is the problem that I have. And I want a solution as quickly as possible and get the results so I can enjoy the other things. That's what everyone wants. But the thing that I realized or I found is like, it took me a while to get to 270 pounds. It's going to take me the same amount of time to get back to where I want to be. So that's what I think if you are in a position where really you are unhealthy or you want to get healthier, just keep that in the back of your mind and don't get frustrated. The fact that you want everything fast, because I think in our society, everything is instant gratification. I want it yes. now and want to get it done so I can move on. But in hindsight of thing, in real life, it doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. So back to the whole fitness thing, I tried all different kinds of diet, all different kinds of workout plan. In terms of diet, I tried the Atkins diet, I tried the vegetarian diet, I tried the vegan diet, and I tried even the all meat diet, bacon diet, and got to the point where I was so dedicated and frustrated, I was willing to try anything. And I even tried, I don't know if most people don't know this, but there's actually a diet called alcohol diet. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Literally, I am not even kidding. Because what happens is you eat regularly Mm -hmm. and then you drink a small one to two shots before you go to bed. Because what that will do is, depending on your body type, right, it will burn some of your fat in the stomach. Interesting. I don't know why or who came out with it. But when I was discovering this, I'm like, holy crap, it does work. And the funniest and the weirdest thing was it did work for two weeks. Really? This is interesting. I am blown away. I was like blown away. I'm like, what? And it worked. And then just like any other diet, every diet comes with an expiration date. Some works for a week, some work for two weeks. And the max, if you really, really are dedicated, it will work for a month. And then you just back to the same thing. So I'm like, I can't go to this cycle of repeating it again and again and again. I see result and I'm all like, oh, I'm excited. I lost like five, 10 pounds. And then two weeks later, oh, shit, yeah. 50 pounds or 20 pounds, right? Whatever. So I figured out, like, there has to be a way. And also, while I was trying the different diets, in one diet, for example, vegetarian diet, if you're on, you'd be surprised how quickly your body adapts to one particular diet or any kind of food that you eat on a normal basis. And then a week later, you try to eat the same food that you used to eat a week, week prior. You're gonna, your body is going to react totally differently. 
like sometime when I was like, for example, I was doing the whole vegetarian for like two weeks. I had no meat in my system whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And two weeks later, I tried to introduce meat into my diet. My body just freaked out. It didn't know what to do. And I was like to a point where I was getting sick. Weirdest thing. Yeah, because your body wasn't used to it, like, right? Wow. Exactly. And then I tried the whole veget uh, the meat diet, the Atkins diet, the bacon and all this stuff. And then I tried to go back to eating uh, vegetables or anything protein related. It freaked out. Like, I don't know what the hell it is. I, I can't handle this. I don't know what to do with this. So make a long story short, I figured out the best way to do it and is to have everything you want. I created my own system. It's called Sark Fit, where you eat anything you want, literally anything you want, as long as you measure it. And then we have this system that would tell you like, hey, you can use whatever food you want, but you what we use is the gram system as compared to calories. I know a lot of people in the fitness industry are pretty big on this app called Fitness Pal, and this is a great app. I have used it myself plenty of time. But the thing is with the calorie, if you are unhealthy, it's going to tell you that you're supposed to be eating X amount of calories every single day. And that's based on pure thematic, your height, your weight, and your age. But they don't take in the fact of fact that how long have you been eating unhealthy, right? So for example, if a guy is 35 years old, right, and he is six foot and he weighs 275 pounds. Okay. Just for example's sake. And they're going to tell him, hey, you use, you're going to eat 3,500 calories. because That's what you need to maintain it. It may work for that person or it might be too much. Because even though that person has too much fat built in his, his or her body, they may not have to eat 200 or 3,500 3, calories. They have to eat less some days. And some days they will eat to have more more than three thirty five hundred calories so that's why it's okay but i discover it's like hey if you use our gram system we'll tell you what you total grams per day is you buy a food scale you put a container on top of it and then you put in any kind of food you want in there whether it'll be beef it'll be chicken whether it be vegetable whether it be peanut whatever you could think of the reason why we do it this way or we teach other people to do it this way is because this way you don't have to, number one, go out and buy these special foods out there. Like depending on a different culture, you may be just like, hey, for example, Italians, they love pasta. If you try to convince somebody to not eat pasta that's within their culture, it becomes the struggle or the mindset. And then it becomes like very, very challenging. Or if you are from a Hispanic background, you're, they love rice and beans or whatever, empanados, they love it. And if you try to do that, it will not work. It will work while they're home. But if they go to some social setting and the people are eating it, they're going to be tempted. And then once you that temptation kicks in, you're going to eat as much as you want because you have been disciplined not to eat it for X number of weeks, months, whatever. And then Everything that you work up until that point, that social gathering, it goes down the hill because you have to eat too much. So with our system, we tell you, you can eat whatever you want. Just measure the total number of grams you have. That way, it works a lot of benefit towards it because you will never, ever, ever have any kind of craving for any food because you're enjoying the food that you're eating. You're not limiting yourself, number one. Number two, you will never be allergic to any food because you are introducing different varieties of food in your diet. So it becomes your natural lifestyle. And then also we have our Pacific programs that we tell people like, hey, do this exercise because that will work for your body to get results. But we won't go into that. But point is back to my whole thing where I discovered that and then started following it. It took a while for me to kind of do the trial and error thing. And then I finally got to the point where like, okay, now it works for me. I know for my body type, I can eat four meals, 125 grams on the scale. That's one meal and I'm good to go. doesn't matter what food it is. It could be fried chicken. It could be pizza. It could be Chinese. It could be anything. It doesn't really matter. And what will happen is you will start to realize when you start putting stuff on the scale, some food when you put it on there, you're like, holy cow, I didn't realize that way that much. It's only one piece. 
And the other one, like for example, oatmeal, you could put 100 grams, it's gonna be a bowl full of it. You're like, holy crap, I can't eat that much. You know, it's this realization. And the people who are listening to your show, I wanna give this advice. And I give this advice to people who want to get healthy. Create yourself what I call in our system, what we call as a baseline. Just monitor just for four days. Whatever you eat, what time you eat, and record it, whether it'll be in your phone, whether it'll be a notebook, doesn't really matter where you record it, but record it. So that way, you know what is your pattern in terms of how much you're eating and how often you're eating. And then adjust according to that. So would you record um, what you ate, the amount of grams that was in it, and the time that you ate it? Yep, that's it. Simple as that. I mean, it doesn't get any simple as that. Unlike your calorie, then you have to figure out how many, for example, you have a dish. Let's just say chicken pepper, right? Mm -hmm. You cook it. You got to count the number of peppers you cut. Like, for example, you cut two peppers. You got to go to Fitness Pal. You got to look up specific amount of pepper. You'd be surprised how many different kinds of pepper there are. I mean, in terms of not just uh, orange or green or whatever, even variety of different ones. When you start, you're like, oh my, I didn't realize it. I didn't realize there were like 40 different kinds of potatoes. Did you know that? No. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, with the calorie count, you got to tell how many peppers you want and what kind. And every single pepper is a different measurement. And then you got to put in how much chicken you put in there. And how, there's different kinds of chickens. But with the ground system, you cut it up. doesn't really matter how much it is. You create a one big batch and then when you are ready to create eat your portion you put on a food scale you put in a container you measure it whatever your measurement is i just want to say 125 gram because that's works for me obviously your measurement will be different but when you are creating a baseline right put in whatever that you normally would eat on that particular container and then like hey, this is what i normally eat and you write down the number of grams it is that's all you got to do. And then you do it throughout the day for four days. Then what that will do is that will create a baseline, how much you are eating and how many grams you're eating. And then the next four days, whatever your grams, so let's just say, I don't know, I'm just going to throw a ballpark figure, 600 grams per day. Then you cut it down to 550 grams and see how your body reacts. And if it reacts well, then you keep cutting until to the point where you're like, you, you will know exactly the minimum amount you need to survive that on, you, let your body function normally. And then you're going to adjust accordingly. I mean, it's, it does not get any simpler. Than that. Yeah, that's very, very simple. Wow. That, that's a ton of information. <laughs> I'm just over here just taking a lot of notes because I'm like, oh, okay, I, I need to try this. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So you had the photography business, um, the website building business and NodePress, uh, the fitness fitness system that we just talked about. Do, do you still do all three of these or? Uh, I venture into different ones. I have not done photography for over five years because I think I got to the point where I'm like, I reached the top, meaning the topest level on the photography business is that you have a workshop, meaning you telling other people how to do it because you're so good at it or other people think you're so good at it, right? right? That I think that for me, that's like top level. I can't, and I don't think I could do any better than that. Another one is like the top level than doing the workshop is you go on speaking gigs, but that becomes a whole another ball game. Then speaking gigs, you can talk about pretty much anything, mm -hmm. whether it be a photography, word development, whatever that case is. So I don't do photography per se anymore, but I do still do the web development more, more specifically personally for myself. And then very, very, very selected private clients who know me or have a specific need that like I, that interests me, then that create that. Like one of the projects that I worked on, which is like, uh, you can go there, I guess. It's called mylol.com. Basically, it's like a funny website where press people can go and they upload their uh, videos and then share it and stuff like that. So it's pretty funny. It's pretty cool. If you're having a bad day, check that out. All right. So what are you working on now? I know there's another business, right? Yes. This business, I'm so excited about it because I think this is going to be a huge especially for people who are listening to this podcast because it's related to podcasts. It is called, the person that I'm currently in is called Simple Podcast Host. We are a hosting company for your business. 
And those people who are potentially thinking of starting their own podcast, you may have an idea of how podcasting work, meaning you may have listened to it on your radio, on your phone, on your desktop, or wherever you are the observer of the, or consumer, you could say, of a podcast industry where you listen to it, you learn from it, you apply it, and then it changes your life, right? right? Now imagine if you become that person who changes other people's life. So that's what I come in. I help you provide that. The reason why I started this company is because when I got my podcasting bug, if you want to call it that, uh, back in, let's say, September or November of last year, when I was listening to it, I was like, holy cow, this stuff is amazing. And then prior to last September, I was listening to other people's podcasts for long time, like long over two years. And I got so much value out of it. And I felt like podcasting is the next best thing because you can have education on your wheel or when you're running or if you're in a gym or if you're cooking, you can always learn something new. And I think in a matter of a few more years, podcast is going to take over YouTube because YouTube is great, yes. But the only downfall of YouTube is you have to dedicate your time on watching what is showing. So that's one of the biggest downfall. If you are the person like, hey, I want to listen to something that is like 40 minutes long, but I don't want to tie into it. With podcasts, you plug in your ear, you turn on your cell phone, whatever favorite channel you have, whether it be iHeart, Spotify, or whatever, your application, you turn it on, you put it back in your pocket, you can go for a run, you can work out, you can uh, even cook. You can even uh, do your laundry. You can even take a train or whatever, right? There's multiple different ways you can listen to it and you never have to worry about not doing anything else because you could do multiple things, right? So for those of you who are thinking of starting podcasts, there's a backend side of the podcasting, which is you have to upload your podcast, your MP3 someplace where it can be distributed to other directories, meaning Apple Podcasts or iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, stuff like that, because your listeners might be using those particular application to listen to your podcast. And then that's where the podcasting hosting comes in. There are free, free versions of it, and I'm not going to name any free one, but those of you who may be looking for it, you can get it. And those free ones are really great way to start your podcasting career and get your foot in the industry, you could just say. And But the downfall of that is that you can get started with them, which is great if you just want to create one show. Meaning, if you are in the fitness industry, right, you want to create a show related to fitness where you're telling people how to get healthy, how to exercise, so on and so forth. Let's say two months down the road, you decided you wanted to get into other industry, whether it be web development, whether it be music, whether it be something else, doesn't really matter. Those free platforms at that time will not work for you. Then you have to go onto a paid platform. And that's where I got stuck because every single platform had its own limitation. And one of the biggest one in the podcasting industry is Lipsyn. They are great. However, they will charge you like an arm if and only if you get popular. For example, one of the basic plans that they have, they will allow you to upload, get ready for this, only four episodes per month. Like, think about it. If you really enjoy podcasting, and trust me, you will when yes. you start creating more and more shows. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my God, oh, I want to create more. I want to go seven days. I know a lot of people do seven day shows. And then that's all they do because you're going to, once you start doing this and have these great conversations with other people or sharing your own voice and message, you will have this very empowering feeling. Not the fact that you are sharing, but also when you get feedback from your listeners that you are changing their life, that will revolutionize the way you think. I promise you. Wait until you get your first email 
or voice message or Facebook message or Instagram or whatever platform they decide to get in touch with you, you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm actually making a change. This is great. And at that time, you're going to have to decide, do I want to continue or do I want to stay at where I am? But if you say I want to continue, if you're using Libsyn, then you have to pay them extra money to get popular. And then once you get to the next level, let's say level two, and you want to get to level three, then you have to pay them extra. Then you have to pay them extra. Basically, you're just going to keep on paying them again, paying them and paying them. And the only thing is, as you get popular, the more you're going to pay them. Then at one point in time, you're like, oh, my God, I'm paying that much money, but why do I go to another company? Then you may look for their competitor. And then another downfall of that is like the whole podcasting is just based on pricing tier. They don't have one price. They'll say, hey, we're going to charge you one price and you get everything, right? Another competitor will be like, hey, you could upload unlimited amount of episodes, but we're going to charge you based on how many people listen to your show, where there'll be like, uh, let's say, if people listen to your show and then listen to it, like say 10,000 listeners, and then you're going to pay X amount of dollars. But if you go to 50,000, then we're going to charge you more. If you go to 100,000, we're going to charge you even more. Like so many different pricing tiers, it's like very frustrating. And then you don't want to be in a position where you feel like you're always paying more, you're always switching company, and then it becomes frustrating. And that's where I felt like, I want one company or a platform where I never have to worry about changing prices. And that's where I come up with the simple podcast cloud where we have one price and we will give you everything unlimited. Everything unlimited store. Unlimited. Right. Let me explain what that means. I mean, everything unlimited, meaning you will have unlimited amount of shows all under one account. You never have to create another account. You never have to pay extra money. All one for one one payment or one account, one price, unlimited number of shows, unlimited number of episodes, unlimited number of bandwidth. And also you get great statistics. And also on top of all of that, you get a professional website with no ads whatsoever. That is for you and you only add no branding towards us. <laughs> One price, unlimited storage, shows, episodes, bandwidth, stats, website, no ads. Yep. That is unheard of. Yep. Are you... And that's... Go ahead. Are you able to share the cost or... Well, I can't share the cost because... Well, if you go to the website, it'll be there. But okay. at the moment, we are we're at this very moment, we are testing out different prices. But I think the price that we have right now, it works for our clients. And we are only going to charge you $27 per month, does it? Wait, you get all of that for thirty dollars a month? Twenty-seven to Pacific, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And then you know, obviously, our RSS fee is hundred percent compatible with all the podcast directories out there, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. You just take the RSS fees, dump it in there, and then off you go. You're right. A lot of people that when they're starting their podcast, they right. they do this this search. They look for all these different hosts and they do a comparison. And then once they find their host, they're doing another comparison where they're comparing they're comparing the different tiers, and it's like you know the pretty much what what it's saying is that the more you grow, the more you're going to pay. Yes. And what you're offering with the simple podcast cloud is one price, no matter how big you grow, no matter how many shows you have. Yep. That's awesome. And I've always wanted, I like, I always hoped that a host would do that, mm-hmm. and it's here. It's a simple <laughs> podcast cloud, so that's cool. Yeah. Do you have your own podcast? Yes, I do. It's called Mark, by my name, Mark Kumar. You can look it up in any other podcast directory. Just type my name, M-A-R-K-K-U-M-A-R. All right. And I'll, I'll definitely leave that in the um, in the show notes the, uh, yeah. and as well as the Simple Podcast Cloud. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we have a free trial. You can test it out for 14 days. No charge to you. Test the platform out. And I think you once you start testing it out and once you get in it, you're going to realize how simple it is and how powerful it is in the terms of every single screen, you're going to be asked just the basic stuff that you need to get your podcast up and running every single screen. And then off you go. And then I know if, if I were starting out, I can have my podcast available for people to listen within five minutes. Like it's that simple. Wow. 
With everything that you shared today, I noticed that, you know, you like to keep it simple. And I love things that are simple because when it gets too complicated, you just want to give up. Correct. And you obviously know how to run businesses because you ran four of them. Yes. You said that if you don't know how to acquire a customer, then you just have a very expensive habit that's going to bankrupt you. Absolutely, man. Yeah. If see, one of the things that I learned running in four different industries and four different businesses that everybody is good at what I call as a employee or a skill as compared to entrepreneur and a business owner. So what employee is somebody who goes to a nine to five job, that particular person has one skill set, whether it be accountant, whether it be a personal trainer, whether it will be an analyst, web developer, uh, hairstylist, doesn't really matter what it is. That's all they're good at. There's nothing else they could do. So they go to this one particular location in which the customers come to that location. If you are in a salon business or if you're in the website business, you have given this task, you perform that task, and off you go home. After nine to five, you do whatever you want to do with your family, friends, or whatever else you want to do. However, when you go into the entrepreneurial level, one thing you have to learn, which some people struggle or have challenge with is, you have to learn to do the things you absolutely don't enjoy. And that is learning the business side of it. More specifically, learning to listen to the people they want meaning let's say you want a website right and i'm telling you specifically i want five page website and then within those five pages one of them is going to be home contact about me and gallery and another one could be blog and then if you are an employee mindset then in your mind you want to start thinking, oh, I have to use HTML, I have to use this, and then I have, to, I have to convert it into all of that. That becomes irrelevant because if you listen to the person that is saying, then you don't turn around and tell the person like, hey, man, I got to do this and I got to do that and then I have to do this. They don't care. I mean, as a customer, they don't care. The only thing they care about is can you do the job for me, which is a wonderful thing then all these other beliefs that we may have as an individual's employee level that, hey, I'm not good enough or I may not have the certain look, the things they have or whatever the limited beliefs you may have. If you get them out and you just start listening to what people want and you just give them that and you give them with a smile, which adds something, and then they'll be more happy with it. So how do you transition from employee to entrepreneur is learn to communicate with another human being that the way they want to communicate. And the reason why I say that is, let's say if you are in an office, you might be used to communicating a certain way within the office, right? right? But if you go meet somebody else from another office, you may not be as introvert or outward or say, or as friendly as you want. So you always have to think of other people when you're running your own business, like they have a million dollar, like for example, James, you have a million dollars and I want you to give it to me. So I'm going to treat you with two things right off the bat, which everybody does, which is respect and trust. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know you, you don't know me. By default, you, I have your trust. By default, I have your respect. Right. The only reason your trust will go down or your respect will go down if I do something, and this is key thing, guys, if you pay attention to this and you actually do it, you're going to go so far. It took me a long time to figure this out. This is a secret that you absolutely want to listen to. Very close attention to it. If, James, if I tell you I'm going to meet you at 2 o'clock tomorrow, and this is the first time we're having this conversation, in your mind, since you don't know me, you're going to anticipate he's going to meet me at 2 o'clock. Right. Right. And then come tomorrow, I meet you at 2.30. You're going to be like, oh, okay, he's a little late. No problem, no harm done, right? Next week, I say, I'll meet you at 3 o'clock and I show up at 4. Third time come around. What is the thing that's going to go in your mind when I say, I'm going to meet you at 4 o'clock? Tell me that. 
Well, to me, it goes back to the the two things that you said before is that you don't respect my time and that I can't trust what you say because you have now developed a pattern of not sticking to your word. So when I say the third time, meet me at five o'clock to me, I'm thinking that I don't know when he's going to show up because you were 30 minutes late and you were an hour late. So I don't know what to leave. Exactly. So let me give you another example. This is going to hit right home for you. I'll tell you, I'm going to meet you Sunday at five o'clock and I show up at five o'clock day one. Wednesday, I tell you, I'm going to meet you at four o'clock. I show up at four o'clock and then I say the following Friday, I'll meet you at four o'clock. What is your mindset then? What are your things or feelings or my repetition in your mind? You're a man of your word. That means if I ask Mark anything that I can depend on him. And to me, it's not even just about time. You know, if you tell me that you're going to cook me a dinner, let's say, mm-hmm. I believe that you're going to do it because you said that you're going to do it. Because anytime that I've interacted with you, you kept your word. You stuck with what you said that you were going to do. And that means that now I can trust you because you respect me. It is that simple to get clients literally that simple you tell the clients whatever it is whether you can do it or you cannot do it either way they will know this person is number one honest and he is not gonna play with me if you can do it then make sure you do it if you cannot do it say i cannot do it so either one of those cases you can or cannot at least you communicate that with the customer they're going to respect you and then come future when they ask you the same question and you say you can or cannot, they will take your word. They will trust you, whatever you say. And if in long story short, if you really want to build a mega credibility, whether it'll be personal or business related, it doesn't really matter. You say the things that you know, hundred percent in your hearts apart, you can do it. If you feel or if you have a small doubt that you cannot do it, don't do it. And I will bring that home for you. Let's say if you are with a significant other, I don't know if you're married or have a girlfriend. James, do you, you have a girlfriend married or? Uh, I'm single as of about five months ago. So Okay, great. So let's just say pretend for a second. You are with someone, right? Right. Let's say you have a girlfriend. Her name is, pick a name, whatever name you want to give. <laughs> Uh, let's go with Stephanie. Okay, Stephanie. Okay, so Stephanie, you are having a great time. You've been together for, uh, let's say, three months. And then one day, you tell Stephanie, I'm going to try to be faithful to you. What do you think her response will be? Uh, well, then I'm going to try to find a different relationship. <laughs> <laughs> See, see the, the the point is this word try. If you take that out of your vocabulary, right, it's gonna change your life so much you'll be surprised. Do this at least for the next twenty four hours. Either you can do it or you cannot do it. Don't say I will try. And the reason why I'm saying that is it's like human psychology. And I'm, I went so much into self development that I know how the mind works and I know how to turn somebody on like split second because that's all it takes one second for the person to make a decision as soon as you take out a certain words out of your vocabulary and then putting the action words because either way you can't do it that's an action or you cannot or you can do it as action as compared to I'll try in the middle eh, I'll do it I don't do it doesn't really matter if you want to move forward in life like a rapid speed place take Change your vocabulary and take out the, only put in the action words and take out the try. Try with only one word, try to take it out. Say, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. It's going to change your life. Try that. Try this or rather not try it. I'm saying let's have <laughs> So do this, do this for 24 hours and see what happens. I'll be pleasantly surprised if you don't see the way you communicate with people and then turn around how they respond back to you. Awesome. I'm, I'm definitely going to do and not try. All right. There you go. All right, Mark, that, that has been amazing. Everything has been amazing. And I, I thank you so much. If people wanted to know more about you, where can they go? Uh, they can check me out on my website, which is markkumar.com. And I spelled it out for you guys who are listening. It's M-A-R-K-K. U-M-A-R.com 
or you can obviously, if you're into podcasting, check out simplepodcastcloud.com. All right, and there you have it, simplepodcastcloud.com. Easy to find. Um, once you get there, you see the mic going back and forth in the 14-day free trial right there in your face. Click it and, and begin. Mark, I want to thank you again so much for coming on to the show, and I want to challenge everybody to eliminate the word try for the next 24 hours and see what happens. Once again, thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be on your show, James. I truly appreciate it, and I truly hope that your listeners find value to this. And, and I wish you best of luck in your future. If there's anything I can do to help you in the future, let me know. Mark, I can't thank you enough for that awesome interview. You, sir, are amazing. All right, everybody, check him out at markkumar.com. If you're like how Mark was and you're not sure how to get a domain name, you can check out Hover. That's where I got the jameshannon.com from. So just visit theblairgroup.com slash Hover, which will be in the show notes along with everything else mentioned in today's episode at theblairgroup.com slash EP13. Do note that that is an affiliate link. So if you make a purchase, you will be helping me out at no additional cost to you. Also, Stephanie is really a name that I made up. I don't want anybody trying to figure out who she is. There is no one that has my attention as of right now, and I am happily single. All right. So on this episode, we mentioned some email marketing tools, a ton of great options. Next week, we will be speaking to an expert at building your email list and generating leads. You don't want to miss that. Trust me. With that said, leave a like, subscribe, and don't forget to leave an honest review. Again, thank you, Mark, and thank you all for listening to this awesome, awesome episode. Find your voice and be heard. Thanks for listening to Blair Radio, where we turn your online whispers into screams. Learn more at theblairgroup.com. Until next time. Be heard.